Welcome to Inspirational Australians, where we share stories of Australians making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. We at Inspirational Australians acknowledge the Wurundjeri and Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional owners and custodians of the lands and waterways on which this podcast is produced. We pay our respect to elders past and present and those who are emerging and extend our respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. At Inspirational Australians, we are inspired by the world's oldest living culture and pay homage to their rich storytelling history when we share stories on our podcast. Hello and welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast where we chat with young and not so young people sometimes as well to hear about their journeys, find out a bit more about their stories and it gives us a chance to dive in a little bit deeper to the many amazing people that we get to meet uh, and profile through our awards programs here at Awards Australia. So if you don't know, we own and operate the Community Achievement Awards and also the Seven News Young Achieve Awards programs. And today's guest for this weekly dose of inspiration is Amy Molina, who is a 2023 finalist in the Western Sydney University Academic Achievement Award. And she also was the winner in the same year of the Off-Trail Coffee People's Choice Award. A lot of people are familiar with People's Choice, but for those who don't know, it's basically a chance to bring in the community, to bring in uh, people from the finalist supporting networks to get involved and vote on who they think should win. And it's our only award program uh, that isn't judged by the judging panel. So it's a really nice way to bring in that supporting network, bring in the community, give them a chance to get involved. And uh, Amy smashed that one. We'll talk a bit more about it uh, as we get into it. So I'll introduce today's guest. Amy Molina completed her engineering honours with a first-class honours award and university medal majoring in civil engineering. She is a consistent Dean's Merit Lister, an awardee of the Vice-Chancellor's Excellence Award, Women in STEM Education Champion, and Emerging Designer of the Year. Amy is a committee member for Young Engineers Australia and has been featured in talks in schools and universities, seminars, podcasts, articles, and panels to talk about female empowerment in STEM. So thanks for joining us today, Amy. How are you doing? Hey, Josh. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. So this isn't your first podcast then. Uh, what have, what other kind of podcasts have you appeared on? Um, I was in another podcast. I think it was the Constructing You podcast, which is a podcast that features people in construction and um, in the fields that they excel pretty much. Yeah, cool. So, you know, it's a good place to start talking about, you know, construction uh, and obviously, we'll get to your career and and all the background, but I'm interested to know what got you interested in construction in the first place. You know, when you think about kids playing with their Tonka trucks and things like that, did it start there or, or somewhere else? Well, actually, I was one of those type of kids that didn't know what they wanted to be. So I wanted to be a police officer, a teacher, um, nurse, doctor, name it. I've dreamt of it. So it started in year 12 and I was in a drafting class and I saw how things are developed from scratch. And that gave me a really rewarding feeling. And whenever I did assessments for that unit, I didn't feel like it was hard work. I really enjoyed it. And slowly um, then I found my passion and 
I have this recurring joke when I say, um, oh, I found engineering as my career because I love building things, but I love ordering other people to build it for me even more. Um, but jokes aside, it's just, I just saw the impact of buildings, of transport, of anything else, big or small that you build to the community. And that rewarding feeling stayed with me. And I think that's why I just pursued engineering and construction. Well, I think it's a good skill to actually be good at ordering people to build things for you because <laughs> it's not always easy, you know, delegating work or explaining what needs to be done. So that in itself is a real skill. Yeah, definitely. I think I really enjoyed the mix between the technical know-how and the soft skills because I love communicating. I'm a people person, hence why this I'm in here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was a great mix of that. And just dealing with people. I love dealing with people and management as vague as that term is it's it's a wonderful job because even though you have such a big responsibility at the end you can see the fruits of your labor and like i said earlier it's very rewarding and there is something to be said as well about that whole you know you design something from the start and then seeing that through to being completed is a really rewarding feeling yeah, it's it's amazing. And it just doesn't stop there. It's um what happens after it's built, the people that it puts a smile uh, on their faces on. It's um the communities that it's helping, the economies that it's developing. It's it's priceless. And the possibilities of ha it having a good impact are endless. So, yeah, I think I really enjoyed that bit. So, Amy, you mentioned, you know, you're 12 in high school. Where Where was that for you? So I was born and raised in the Philippines and studied there until year 12 and went to Australia in 2019 to pursue my engineering career. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, um, having not been through that situation myself, what is it, you know, from, from your perspective, you know, being in the Philippines that led you to want to study abroad rather than study in the Philippines? Philippines is a very beautiful country. However, it's a developing country. So it definitely needs room for some improvement. And ever since I was a kid, I've already realized that. And I've always had a dream of moving to a different country and pursuing my studies there, mostly because of the economic status of Philippines, as well as I just love being in like a different place, um, seeking out independence and immersing in the culture and new things. I'm really up for that stuff. So when my dad asked, me to um move to australia and study and if i was okay with that i didn't even flinch like i didn't even think about it i was like yes of course and i think that's one of the best decisions i've ever made in my life because it made me the person who i am today and yeah i never looked back ever since yeah so it sounds like your parents were super supportive of it um you know i've heard the flip side as well where they're a bit worried don't want their you know the little one to to leave the nest so that was a, an easy decision for everyone, was it? So definitely a hard one for my parents, like until now, um, because before my graduation, April this year, I haven't seen my parents for four years. And oh, wow. that was that was very hard for everyone, as well as my um, other family members and extended family members. Like until now, I haven't seen my relatives ever since I flew out. It's definitely hard and it's definitely a sacrifice. Um 
yeah, but sometimes for you to get to the other thing or the next thing or the bigger thing, you have to sacrifice something. And you need to choose which ones you need to sacrifice. Yeah, right. So that does sound quite tough. Uh, and, and they flew over here for the graduation. Is that what you're saying? Yes, and that was the first time in four years I've seen them, and that was like just the most amazing reunion I could ever ask for. I'm very grateful. That's cool. What did they like the most about uh, Australia? Oh, definitely the weather because in Philippines it's just so so humid and hot 24-7 or if it's not it's humid and rainy so they just loved um, autumn in here and they wish they stayed until it was winter time because they really do love the cold um, and it's just Australia as a country is so open um, and so welcoming and so culturally diverse so they didn't feel so out of place even though they haven't been here in a while so I think it felt like a second home to them more than oh we're just visiting another country yeah that was good does Sydney have uh, or New South Wales have a big you know Filipino uh community oh yes definitely um especially in the um western areas um you can definitely tell because there's businesses and you can see that they're owned by fellows which is amazing because when I feel homesick I just go nearby and buy myself some um filler food or filler goodies and that usually cures the homesickness but if it's really bad I'll FaceTime my family and hope for the best. Well I'm a barn me fiend and if anytime I haven't brought my own lunch to the office and I need to buy it it's like the number one thing I'm getting but what's you know a good tip for some some other kind of great food that I should be trying? Oh, filler food. Oh, I, it's just a lot of them, to be honest. Um, but you should definitely try the filler barbecue. Um, it's it's actually very trendy now. I'm so surprised because you don't really think of filler food right away when you think of international food. So I'm glad that the filler food um, aspect of things is slowly going into popularity. So filler barbecue is definitely a must try with rice. and yeah, you can let me know once you've done that. I'm pretty I sure will. you like it. So, yeah, you mentioned, you know, uh, being in the Western suburbs and things like that, and obviously you joined Western Sydney University to uh, to start your university studies. What was it like, you know, as being such a young person, moving abroad to a different country um, on your own without that family support next to you um, and, uh, and getting settled and getting into your studies? It was very hard because the adjustment was simultaneous for me. It's the adjustment from going from high school to uni to a country where they don't speak my first language to a new country to a house that my parents or my main family aren't residing in. It was just a lot and it was very much overwhelming. And I know it can be really tempting to just succumb to the overwhelming factor of all of those things, but Trust me when I say that once you tell yourself that you can do it, you'll just keep doing it. Like you just need that starting point. And once you take that first step, you don't even know. You keep taking little steps each day until you've already basically um, gone through the whole staircase and you look down and you're like, wow, I've come this far. And I think that's what kept me going. Aside from thinking of my family of um, like, of course, they, put all their money and their efforts and their time for me to pursue my career in here 
And yeah, and I think one actually one really useful tip um, that I can give international students, especially ones that are struggling with English, is try to befriend basically everyone because I know that some fellows come in and they try to find the fellows, <laughs> the other fellows in the area, which is understandable because that gives you a sense of home. But I think people should be open into befriending other nationalities as well. And that's what I did. And we all we only knew how to speak English to each other, of course. So I was forced to speak English and that actually really helped. And I became fluent in English and actually became comfortable in conversing and putting myself out there. So there's a few things I want to ask you about that. That's such a good, um, some good tips and everything. But I mean, you mentioned that you weren't fluent. You sound absolutely you know, fluent in English, like amazing English right now. So was that not the case when you moved in uh, 2019? Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> that compliment's great. But um, no, um, I knew a couple of, I guess, how should I say this? I think I was good in English, but not proficient enough that in a formal setting, it would be accepted. Yeah, I was great in like informal English and like, more of a casual conversational type but once you put me in a formal setting within like reports and assessments and stuff I kind of struggled because I only knew the basics and yeah and that's when I realized that I shouldn't just be um adjusting in the lifestyle and the culture I should also be adjusting in the language and yeah and I think because I just had that urge to improve then that kind of helped me try and find ways on how to improve like that tip that I said. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a good tip in terms of uh, I was actually going to ask you something like that, so it was awesome that you beat me to the punch. Um, but it must be quite daunting, you know, uh, as you were saying in it and you described it so well. Uh, what was, you know, are you still connecting with those people that you met um, when you were first moving here and, and making new friends? Oh, yes, yes. Um, we still have a group chat on Facebook and we um, see each other every now and then. Um, it's much harder than it used to be because now we're not in uni and everyone's working and you have to do a poll each time <laughs> to find a date. <laughs> yeah, you have to like book in and stuff. But other than that, yeah, I've, I've kept those connections. And yeah, I, I do remember the first person I tried to talk to that I felt like I was just going to swallow my own stomach. Um, I don't talk to them anymore, unfortunately, because we ended up um, befriending different circles. And I think he went to a different course. Anywho, um, yeah, I still remember that. I just I just felt like I was having cold sweats, like the moment leading up to it. And then I was just like, no, 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 it's fine. I'll just do it. And then once I've done it, I know that that's all I needed to keep yeah. going. And yeah, that's exactly what happened. The first word I was like stuttering and was shaky. But afterwards, when he responded and I responded back, little did I know we've already been chatting for 20 minutes. And I just use that instance for different um, turning points in my life. Whenever I feel scared, I'll just jump pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. That does from chatting to you for this short time. I can see that. That's like your one of your personal mottos. Just leap into it. Give it a go. Yeah, who knows? Because um, another one, uh, a person's rejection can be your redirection. And I believe that life is like 
20% what happens to you and 80% how you react to it. So everything is pretty much under your control if you think of it that way. And that's just what kept me going with the whole adjustment period of being here. And I guess that's what made it less daunting is thinking that, oh, yeah, I can control things. But if they slip out of my control, then I can't really do much about it, right? So yeah. why worry about it? Worry about the things that you can control. Yeah. So you're in Sydney, Western Sydney. You've uh, made some new friends. I'm assuming as well that COVID kind of uh, hits somewhere around this time. Yeah, so um, my year two and year three of uni was definitely online because of COVID. And I think that was one of the the lowest points in my life because I couldn't see my family. Um, It's COVID. I couldn't see my friends. It was just me and my sister in this tiny little apartment. And we can't go anywhere. I felt very much isolated. And I just, I was just really stressful about everything. And it made me rethink about everything, had an existential crisis. And yeah, I think that was a really low point of my life. And that's when I started reading more books, listening to more podcasts about um, motivation, inspiration, other people who've had struggles and didn't quit. And that's how I slowly developed this, um, I guess, the mantras that I have right now. And yeah, and I just took courage in everything, said yes to everything. And then little by little, the lockdown lifted off and then little by little things that I said yes to amounted to something even bigger that they offered. And yeah, I'd never just stop saying yes after that. Very good. It's uh, I've heard that as well. One of my favorite episodes I've ever recorded um, of the inspirational podcast, inspirational trains podcaster. I should know the episode number, but if anyone wants to search it up, it's with Amy Hetherington. She's a, a Darwin based comedian. And she moved to to Darwin um, in a, you know, not similar circumstances to you, Hamie, but she was new completely to the community. And so she was just, you know, it's reminding me of what you were saying. She was kind of um, just talk to everyone and see what happens and see where connections might grow, say yes to any opportunity. And uh, it's so powerful to, to do that because, yes, you're putting yourself out there a bit, but as you said, I love that about 80% of life is uh how you respond to it so you know you say yes to it and then you never know what will happen how you might react to that situation yeah it takes a lot of courage to definitely take the first step and that's also one of the things i realized that i thought courageous people had no fear and that's i guess that's why i was feeling a bit isolated in covid because i was like oh i'm already like drowning in fear i can't move up from this i feel so suffocated but after some realization and research and reading and self-reflection, I realized that courage is acting despite of fear. So when I realized that, I was like, it hit me. I was like, oh, I can actually be courageous and take the first step. I can actually be courageous and say yes to this thing and say yes to this thing. And then, yeah, it's just snowballed from there. Um, I like, I think once I take the first step, I just keep going. So it's just that moment leading to the first step is always the hardest for me. And with that courage of like, I mean, sorry. So with that uh, mantra that I have of having courage despite of the fee, 
is what kept me going. You've got some great little mantras and sayings. Uh, have you got any little, you know, inspirational quotes around the house or uh, around anything like that? Because uh, you've got some good ones. <laughs> yes, yeah, like a walking Pinterest board. Um, <laughs> but I do have, I do have two. Um, one of them is remember who you are, which I actually created like an artwork and just put it in my wall. Um, it's for moments of self doubt. Um, the imposter syndrome and everything like that, that's where I go to. And the next one I made myself, which is if you want to build a perfect wall, you should build it brick by brick. And I have that mantra in every little thing that I do because whenever things seem daunting, it's probably because I'm looking at the bigger picture. So I just look at the first step, the smaller picture, and then once I overcome that, I do the next one and then I do the next one and I do the next one and then I build my wall. So I use those two every day and they keep me going. And even at my lowest of lows, I've hung onto them and they're very effective. Well, that is a beautiful saying for, and especially with the the symmetry of your career in construction, building brick by brick. It's uh, it's so lovely. Um, so tell me a bit about, you know, finishing university, getting into your career uh as a woman in engineering and construction? It was definitely hard because for women, you have to work twice as much for most stuff. So this wasn't any exemption. And aside from that, I had the other thing going, which is being an international student because most companies actually actively say that they don't take international students, which I I totally understand some of the reasons, but of course I felt upset and I felt like the world was turning against me because there's just so many things that, oh, you can do this, but, but, but. But like I said, another person's rejection is another person's redirection. So I just kept on going. I just kept applying and basically every company that I hear of. And I realized that I felt like I was just chasing nothing. So that's how I kind of built up this mindset that I have right now and as well as my personal brand and everything else is just because probably the reason why I'm not uh, finding a job is because I'm not attracting it because I am not it yet so I basically developed myself and one thing led to another the job that was meant for this version of myself came on and yeah and I think just redirecting reframing things in life has helped me become really like a developed person as well as find the career paths, find the opportunities that are meant for me and things that I really want. Yeah, well, that sounds quite uh, resilient to not let those setbacks, you know, really impact you and uh, and get you down because it's not easy to keep, you know, being tenacious and keep chasing it. So, so it's hard. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's one of the things that Filipinos are known for. So I'm really glad that's one of the things that I put in my backpack and took here because yes it takes a lot of resilience and a lot of courage to accept rejection so kudos to you if you accept rejection wholeheartedly because that takes courage definitely so yeah it's a really good point you made because I hadn't even considered that um at being an international student is already a barrier to employment and then 
you know, as we discussed uh, before, you know, some, being as a, a woman in a male-dominated field, you have to work twice as hard anyway. So you probably have to work three times as hard uh, as a lot of people. Um, what do you feel like that was that was different that helped you, you know, finally break through and, and uh, get into the industry? Um, it's a lot of self-development because I think my mindset while I was applying for the jobs is, all what can they give me? What can the company give me in terms of learning experience and experience, job experience and everything else? I wasn't thinking of it being like a two-way street, I guess, because I was in like a close-minded perspective is why I wasn't getting what I thought I needed to get at the time. And once I realized that it's two-way straight and I have to give them something is when I started diving into self-development and like I said earlier, personal branding and just putting myself out there. And I realized that you don't have to know everything to get to engineering or the job that I wanted. It's as long as you're keen to learn, that's all they need. So I definitely showed how keen I was, my enthusiasm, my passion towards engineering. And once I did show the world that, they understood. And I attracted a job, a career path that I really wanted. So you are what you attract. And I guess that's why I wasn't attracting much when I started because I didn't feel as good as I do about myself as I am right now. And so how's it going? Uh, how long have you been working now, your current employer? Um, So it's nine months, I believe, because I started here in January 2023 and yeah it's it's just amazing like i keep learning new things every day and i didn't know how much impact engineers actually put on in the world until i came to the industry and yeah it's just everyone is keen to learn everyone says oh we don't know everything and that guarantee actually was very comforting that we're all on the same journey just in different levels and the dumbest question is the one that's left in us. So keep asking questions, keep learning because life is a lifelong learning journey. So don't be ashamed if you don't know it and you need to learn it. That just means you're accepting that you don't know it and you're accepting self-development. So that little perspective change helped me in dealing with problems, with mistakes and daily tasks at work. So yeah, I think work aside from developing my career has helped my personal development as well. And uh, what's the best thing about working, you know, in construction and, and engineering? My manager actually said that um, engineers take a bunch of things that don't make sense individually and they combine them and make this thing that makes sense, that benefits the community. And I think that's the best thing about being an engineer because at first I couldn't encapsulate what engineers do like even while I was at uni I was like I actually don't know what engineers do but I have a vague idea and I kind of like that vague idea but when she put it that way I was like yes that's exactly it because coming back to my first responses I said that I just I just felt like it's such a rewarding feeling to make a huge positive impact to the community um to everyone else other than yourself and just that perspective of engineering um the creative side of yourself plus the side that you're helping with the community is what kept me in this industry and what got me into loving this job which 
I can't wait to do forever. <laughs> Is it, um, have you had any, you know, setbacks or I guess ne- negative experiences, um, in the industry as well, or has it been, you know, really positive for you? So the biggest struggle and roadblock that I've had in the field was, I guess, probably the the people telling me that I couldn't do it because A, I was a female, B, I was international, and C, I was a newbie and I didn't know anything about the industry. And there's a couple of people who thought of that, and I guess um, little by little they kind of piled up. And at first I felt very defeated because the words were getting to me and it was it was really degrading and I guess I couldn't help but let the environment kind of dictate how I felt and when I realized that there's just so many negative things in the environment why are other people still doing great things how come they managed to overcome um, these roadblocks even though these people kept saying negative things about them, like celebrities or people we see on the news. And, yeah, that's when I realized that no matter what you do, good or bad, people will say something about you. So you probably shouldn't rely on what other people are talking about you or thinking about you because you have the power to let yourself shine, I guess. You have the power to let yourself develop. You have the power to let yourself be either demeaned by this or use it as a motivational aspect of your life. And when I thought it like that, every time there's a negative thing that's coming or that came through, I will get the constructive feedback out of it and use that to develop myself. And then the rest, I would just chuck because you're not the one that's driving my car. You're not the one that's driving my path to where I wanted to go. So I won't use any of those bad things that you said, but I will get the feedback. And yeah, and I guess that's what most of the roadblocks I face on a daily basis and how I overcome them. Yeah, well, that's, uh, again, great feedback and advice because, you know, I'm a people pleaser myself. So sometimes uh, if someone's, (laughs) you know, got something negative to say about me or, or work that I've done, you know, I find it really difficult, but that's really good approach to okay well what's the constructive part i can take from that um if there is some and then if not like you said chuck out the rest believe in yourself back yourself and and go for it yeah i totally agree i was a people pleaser ever since i was a kid so um i can totally resonate with um what you just said but yeah i just i just put this imaginary filter and i just always have it on so that no matter what life throws at me i'll get what i can use from it and then the rest, I won't dwell on it at all because it will just give me stress and worry and nothing good would come out of it. So why would I let it stay in my life? So true. I liked what you said earlier as well about, uh, you know, u- using personal branding as part of your way to, uh, I guess, further your career and things like that. And I think sometimes personal branding is one of those things that's a little bit misunderstood. Perhaps people might associate it with, you know, big noting yourself. And I couldn't disagree with that I- anymore. Um, so I'm interested to know, you know, was part of your personal branding kind of a, I guess, mindset, um, you know, being part of the Young Achiever Awards? And, you know, I guess the second part of that question is uh, how was your experience, you know, being part of the awards? 
So I think personal branding is a thing that people don't really invest in until they see someone with a nice personal brand and wish they've done it. And they're like, right. oh, they're, they're probably, um, they probably got this status because of this or because of that. And they try to make excuses. But I think there's a fine line between arrogance and confidence in personal branding. And I guess I'd like to think I've mastered the art of going to the confidence side. And one thing that helped me the most is like um, these awards and seven using achiever awards have really helped me feel empowered that I am doing good in the community that I do matter that I am giving benefit to the females in STEM, um, the kids that I have mentored, the people that I talk to on a daily basis, the people that watch the awards or are finalists, nominees, semi-finalists, name it. You've, it makes me feel validated that I've done a meaningful thing and that I should keep going because it benefits the community. And awards like the Young Achiever Awards, I think are amazing because aside from showing people that there's in, inspirational young people out there, it also validates the the ones involved in the awards and telling them that yes keep going you're doing good and i think that's amazing yeah well thanks for that feedback and you know i agree with you because one thing i kind of always uh have thought as well is that personal branding done really well and really in a genuine way actually is leadership because as you were saying you know you've become an, an ambassador and an example for the young people, young females, especially in STEM, in engineering, construction, obviously, is all part of that. And so, yeah, that's one one thing I like to kind of encourage as well. Yes, the personal branding is definitely an art and as an act of self-investment. And I do encourage everyone to be kind to themselves and give themselves a shot because you'll never know where it'll take you just keep going and you'll you get to the destination you want definitely yeah for, for sure and uh, as part of that journey you know you're bringing people along with you and uh, that was really evidenced through your win in the people's choice award um so i hope you don't mind me airing this uh Amy, but i looked up some stats just before we jumped on the call and there was almost six thousand votes in the people's choice award which is pretty good wow. and uh yeah you garnered uh, about a thousand of them yourself so that was pretty oh impressive. my god really yes oh my god i have never heard of this so yes this is a genuine surprise <laughs> so it sounds like you must have uh you know had your family behind you your um, friends and network at the at western Sydney university and and at your employer uh, as well yeah i am i'm so grateful um for that and for the support system that i have and Yes, I was definitely backed up by my family, both the ones that I have here and in the Philippines. Like, it's very much amazing. The friends and coworkers that I have, um, my workplace actually posted it in the company newsletter. And I was just so touched. And actually, my community, the Hills community, um, they actually advocated for it and actually voted um, actively as well. And my connections just in general and also in western sydney uni and yeah aside from personal branding being of an advantage into these things i think having a great support system is 
one of the main things that got me to where I am right now and got me to getting that award because no one does things alone. And yeah, it's just a good um, reality check for me as well that um, even though sometimes it feels like I have to do things on my own, that I have the power to do things, that I um, I am alone in this journey, it makes me feel um, validated. And it's so comforting just knowing that there's people that look out for you and people that are inspired by you. And that keeps me going. And yeah, I think everyone should just value their support system or build it. Yeah, so true. So before we wrap up, I do have a couple more questions for you because uh, I was really interested to know about the, um, you know, the committee that you're on, the Young Engineers Australia, and, you know, what that's trying to achieve and uh, and what your experience has been like being part of that. Yeah, so that committee is really amazing um, because we plan events and other stuff just to help um, young engineers that are at university or fresh grads or at their early career stage to um, invest in uh, invest in themselves, have confidence, network, go out there and build their technical and soft skills as well. Um, I think it's very important to be a part of these committees or in participating such events that are made by these committees because aside from widening your network, um, you're actually investing in your self-development. So I think it's really good because I'm an advocate for self-development, for personal branding and everything else. So I think this is a great tool to be utilized by young engineers to uh, flourish in their career. Well, I'm so uh, happy that there's people like you out there, um, you know, advocating for these types of things, supporting other engineers and that kind of stuff. You know, because I have two young kids uh, who happen, you know, they happen to be girls. And obviously what I want for them is when they're at their high school age is to feel empowered and and be able to choose whatever career or whatever it is they want to do and not, you know, be restricted. So I guess what's your kind of thoughts and advice on, you know, how we can, I guess, foster that sense of um, taking down some of the barriers for for fields like STEM, and I know there's a lot of work going on, but what's your take on that? Um, I think most people focus around trying to get, um, uh, trying to like empower women, um, put them on the spotlight, um, have committees and coalitions and events that are um, all attended by women. Though I think that is like a really great step. Um, don't get me wrong, but I think one of the most important things is to put men in the conversation um like what you said um that you're worried about um what will happen with your kids if um things aren't going well and you of course like it's just very natural for you to want to give your kids a good life especially your um your daughters and i think it is important that you acknowledge that um as a male and i think the male should be included in the conversation as well to just keep the momentum going because a society is filled with male, female, non-binary and everyone should work together to get to um, 
the certain goal. It's not just, oh, just this group of people will do it and then they might get to it. If we work together as a community, regardless of race, gender, jobs, um, whatever it may be, if we work together, we'll get to that goal faster. So I think just to, um, so I think the development of females in male dominated industries, it starts with everyone being in the conversation. And yeah, the fact that you raise that concern for your daughters is already a good indication and it's a great start. Oh, thank you. That's a damn good answer, by the way. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, you know, thank you. You got to include, you know, the, the, the everyone in in the conversation. So uh, that's excellent. So, Amy, uh, my last question for you is in relation to what this podcast is all about. So, we're on the Inspiration of Australians podcast. What we're about is trying to share these stories of young people and and you know people of all ages who are inspiring others. Uh, and you know, on a personal level, I've been really inspired by you. Obviously, you're an academic achiever. You're Thank doing you. fantastic in your career. But most of all, I'm inspired by your mindset and the positivity and the way that you've learned over the course of your life so far and use those experiences to really keep progressing and developing. But from your perspective, what is it that inspires you? That's a good question. Um I'll take a few seconds. <laughs> um What inspires me the most is hmm, ah, it's definitely um, my family and my partner. Um, as cliche as it sounds, um, they inspire me because I've seen firsthand the journey that they've been through and I've seen them power through it and I've seen them stand by my side no matter what and I've seen them at their worst, I've seen them at their best. It's just that reality check that everyone goes through good and bad things in life. It's what you do and it's what comes out of it is what matters, not how many mistakes you made, not how many um, bad moments you've had. It's the person that comes at the end. And I, I saw that firsthand and I think they inspire me so much because I've known their stories. I've been with them um, for as long as I know and seeing them, especially my family, seeing them come out of poverty in Philippines was just amazing. Um, kudos to my mom and dad. They're the most amazing people I know. And yeah, I'm, I'm like teary eyed just talking about them, but <laughs> Yeah, I've seen them work out hard. I've seen them go from this tiny, raggedy little house to one that actually fits the four of us, like my siblings and I, and a couple of dogs. And yeah, and I think that just really inspires me because no matter how many things are against you, as long as you're pro to yourself, you'll make it. And I think that's just really inspiring. Well, yeah, I can tell how genuine that answer is uh, for you, just even hearing it in your voice. So thank you for sharing that, Amy. I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, and thank you for your time today. Uh, again, taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, it's really fantastic. And uh, if people, you know, really connecting with that, how can they, you know, hear more about you and, and find out um, and connect with you, I guess, as well? 
So I am very much active on my socials, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, definitely. And I encourage everyone to um, ask me any questions and however random it may be, I'd be happy to oblige and answer. And I am actually in the middle of trying to launch my own podcast. So yeah, there's, um, there's that too. So Very cool. I guess just, just pick your social. And if you want to hear my podcast, please have a listen um, once it's out. And yeah, I'm very much an open book. So feel free to flick me a message, send a random question or a random statement. I'd be happy to converse with you and share my thoughts and hear your stories. Nice one. Well, have you got a name for the podcast yet? Can we uh, get an exclusive? <laughs> Um, so the podcast name is um, What She Thinks. And uh, will be out soon, you say? Um, yes, I am working on it. And funnily enough, I actually have, I'm, I've just been overthinking it so much that I had so many names um, that are listed and they're right in front of me right now. And I literally just chose the name when you asked me because I was overthinking it too much. I love that. That's good. Sometimes you have to just go with it, refine it later. But uh, nothing is perfect in this world, so there's no point trying to make it perfect. You just have to to go and refine and improve as you do it. Yeah, I totally agree. That's that's an amazing mantra. And, yeah, because we got into talking and I was talking about the first step being the hardest and here I, here I am not taking it. So I was like... I'll be um, a testimony of what I'm saying and I'll do it now. And yes, the podcast is what she thinks and hopefully we'll be out soon sometime this year. Love that. Well, I can't wait to listen to it myself and uh, and see uh, the, the success of that podcast uh, and follow your journey as well, Amy. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much, Josh. And thank you to everyone who's listening to this. It's an amazing journey to be with you all. The Inspirational Australians podcast is brought to you by Awards Australia. We recognise, celebrate and share the stories of the Inspirational Australians through our awards programs across the country. To find out more, to nominate an Inspirational Australian in your life or to partner with our awards, visit awardsaustralia.com. If you enjoyed today's story, we'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and review to make sure you don't miss an episode and to help our guests reach more people with their inspirational stories.